Welcome to EHS on Tap. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, Editor-in-Chief of EHS Daily Advisor. This week, I talked to Dr. Alessia Fomenko, an economist with the Workers' Compensation Research Institute, about a new study on emergency department use by injured workers. And now, on to the interview. I'm joined today by Dr. Alessia Fomenko, an economist with the Workers' Compensation Research Institute, and we're going to talk about a new study on emergency department use by injured workers. Uh, welcome, Dr. Fomenko. Oh, thank you for welcoming me, and I'm happy to discuss uh, major findings of our recent study on initial use of emergency departments in workers' compensation. Great. And before we dig into that, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and the WCRI. Uh, yes, most definitely. Um, I, I worked for, I'm an economist at the uh, WCRI. I worked for the company for over the 10 years, um, uh, involved in a variety of different projects, uh, including um, price analysis and uh, looking at the um, few scale regulations on the impact of pandemic on workers' compensation. Um, provide a consolidation and its impact on utilization and prices and workers' compensation and many other projects. Um, for the Institute, the Workers' Compensation Research Institute is an independent non-for-profit research organization based in Cambridge. It was organized in 1983 and it's important to know that the Institute does not take positions on the issues that it researches, it rather provides information based on the our findings. And uh, um, also objectivity of our analysis is ensured through rigorous and biased peer review procedures. We also have um, diverse membership, including employers, insurers, governmental entities, managed care companies, healthcare providers, insurance regulators, state labor organizations and state and administrative agencies in the US, Canada, Austria, and New Zealand. Excellent. Um... So let's talk about this new study. Can you tell me uh, sort of what it's about and what the goal was uh, when, as you went into it? Yeah, yes. So in, uh, in this study, we examine the extent um, to which a worker goes to an emergency department uh, um, to uh, looking for initial treatment for work-related injuries, as opposed to physician office or urgent care clinics. Uh, visits to physician offices or urgent care clinics are less resource intensive and uh, therefore less costly than um, emergency department services. And uh, you can see, as you can imagine, this decision would look very different for uh, workers with different injuries. For some medical conditions like sprain and strains, um, both emergency department um, and uh, or um, physician office would be uh, appropriate alternatives. And patients with these conditions, with soft tissue conditions, um, you can say that they have greater flexibility of shifting away from emergency department uh, services in response to non-medical factors. Um, in patients with more traumatic injuries, might have less flexibility in this decision. Mm -hmm. And um, visits to emergency departments may be more medically necessary for them. So they wouldn't have this the same luxury of choosing um, non-emergency department alternatives. 
<clears throat> and in theory, um, medical necessity should be the determining factor in this decision. And we should not be seeing much variation across states um, in utilization of emergency departments, especially uh, among patients with similar medical conditions. So, and you looked at 28 states uh, and the period you looked at was the first quarter of 2019 to the first quarter of 2021. Um, yes. So what did That's you correct. what did you find in terms of uh, you know the the use of EDs versus physician offices? Uh, yeah. So we went back to 2019 to have this baseline numbers or pre-pandemic mm -hmm. view, um, so that we can say that this was not impacted by the changes that COVID nineteen pandemic brought to us. And um, and what we find, we find substantial variation across states, across these 28 states, in the rates of emergency department use among workers seeking treatment for their new injuries. And at a low end in California, 17% of workers went to uh, ER for initial medical care, as compared to more than double um, in Massachusetts. And uh, in Massachusetts, we saw the highest prevalence in ER use for initial medical care. And that was 44% of workers uh, went for their initial treatment to ER. And that's not just California and Massachusetts that showed those large substantial differences. Mm -hmm. um, additionally, in nine states, 30 or more percent of workers chose to go to ER for the initial treatment for work-related injuries. And on the other hand, in three states, at most 20% would go to AER for initial medical visit. So uh, what, what are some of the factors that explain this variation that you found? Um, so we do see that um, some of that very, I guess, the choice to go to ER is was partly shaped by medical necessity, as we see higher ER utilization among lost time claims um, or um, claims with more than seven days of time, day, days time away from work. Um, we also see more ER utilization in, among um, patients, workers with more traumatic injuries. In particular, patients with fractures had some of the highest in ER use. Uh, about 50% of them on average across states went to ER for initial medical visit. And then among laceration and contusion patients, on average, we saw 34% of workers going to ER. And uh, um, only 17% among soft tissue conditions um, went for ER for initial visit. And, and, um, so oh, that, sorry, go ahead. That's when it comes to the medical, medical part of it. So you do mm -hmm. see uh, there is a relationship there. And, and as I mentioned before, in Syria, that should be where most of the variation is coming from. And we should not be seeing much um, variation across states for a specific medical condition. But when we looked more specifically at the variation uh, among um, 
patients with sprain strains, we saw substantial variation across states, reaching about threefold difference, um, ranging from about 10% uh, of workers with sprain strains going to ER in California to over 30% of workers with similar medical conditions going to ER in Massachusetts. And the decision on where to go typically lies with the, the injured worker, not necessarily the 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 business. I mean, I, I guess unless the person is in such a, you know, uh, terrible condition because of a serious accident, then they probably just send them to the to the emergency department, correct? Um, it's actually, um, it, it depends on the state. Workers' compensation system is a state-specific um, system, and the features of um, um, regulations can be very different across states. And uh, we actually seeing, observing this substantial variation across states, uh, especially for um, uh, soft tissue conditions, we, um, we looked at several um, workers' compensation-specific policies to try mm -hmm. to explain these differences. And uh, uh, one policy that we looked at um, is policy, policies that are guiding provided choice. Mm -hmm. And in some workers' compensation states, uh, workers can choose provider they can go to. And uh, in other states, uh, employers have that control of a provided choice. And what we found is that in states where workers uh, can choose or control um, choice of a provider, um, larger, um, larger numbers of them went to ER for initial treatment than uh, in states where employers control choice of provider. Mm -hmm. And we didn't see the same relationship for um, workers with more traumatic injuries. We, what we also did, we also looked at the um, prevalence of um, ER use among general population in mm -hmm. each state. And we found a spillover effect to workers' compensation, uh, in particular in states where per capita use of emergency departments was higher. We also saw higher utilization of emergency departments by um, um, workers' compensation patients with soft tissue conditions. And again, we didn't see much evidence of the same relationship among patients with more traumatic cases. We also looked at the reimbursements or prices paid in workers' compensation for evaluation and management services. And we found that um, the likelihood of ED, emergency department use in workers' compensation was higher in states where um, prices paid or reimbursement for evaluation management services was relatively lower. So that might, that sort of provides suggestive evidence that um, relatively lower reimbursements for evaluation and management services or office visits um, might negatively influence availability of providers to see workers' compensation patients, therefore redirecting them to ER. Hmm. Um, were you surprised by the results 
of the of the study or was it pretty much what you expected um I guess I was surprised by the amount of variation, mm -hmm. especially for sprains and strains patients. Um, I was expecting some variation. We typically do see variation across states in workers' compensation because of the differences in policies are substantial across states and that they shape and impact utilization patterns. Uh, but I guess, yes, I was, I was surprised by the amount of variation for sure. and. Um, um, I wouldn't say I had stronger expectations about the effect of specific workers' compensation policies on the utilization of uh, emergency uh, room services, but um, it was interesting to observe these relationships. And for sure, we would need to do more rigorous statistical work to um, estimate this magnitude, relative magnitudes of the effects and to have statistical kind of significance of this results. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that you, you went back to 2019 to sort of have a baseline, um, you know, kind of set of numbers. How did COVID-19 impact the use of emergency departments uh, as a source of initial medical services? Um, yeah, so as one would expect, people um, would want to avoid going to ER during especially early days of pandemic um, because of fear of virus contraction. And I guess addition also healthcare system was overwhelmed at, the, at that point. Mm -hmm. And we do see decrease in the utilization of emergency departments in the first quarter of 2020. And as well, and that continued into the second quarter of 2020 at about like overall, the decrease was about 10% across all claims. And as one would expect from what I already presented so far, uh, the patients with pain and strains showed more flexibility and, uh, and they shifted to uh, physician offices mm -hmm. in larger numbers. And for them, we observed about 20% decrease in emergency department use by the end of the first half of 2020. And then I guess the, that decrease for it, uh, patients with uh, more traumatic injuries was, uh, we, we still observed a decrease for them as well, but it, it was at most 5%. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what we observed that the use of um, emergency department services uh, stabilized in the second half of 2020 and then decreased um, even more in the first quarter of 2021. Mm. Uh, potentially as more new uh, COVID-19 cases began to appear. Um, do you expect that these figures will change that you know the farther we move away from the height of the pandemic? It looks like the numbers are sensitive to the severity of the outbreak. Mm. So I would imagine they would move, sort of stabilize and move to the pre-pandemic level. But again, to be sure, we would need to continue monitoring these numbers. Yeah. Um, to what extent are uh, emergency departments as opposed to physician offices used for various types of injuries? Uh, yeah, so I said that it, it definitely the use uh, is different across different types of injuries. And here we're looking at fractures. Um, 
lacerations, contusions, those are more traumatic injuries. And we also look at sprains, strains. Overall, these injuries um, are responsible uh, for over 70% of work-related injuries. And we do see patients with fractures relying on emergency department care um, for like initial medical care more frequently, and that's about 50% of them go to ER. And then uh, on the other hand, um, patients with soft tissue conditions uh, rely less on emergency department care uh, for initial treatment, and it's about 70% of those go seek initial treatment in emergency departments. Uh, now, are you uh, planning to do further studies on on this, or do you kind of are you looking at different uh, different topics or or sort of uh, theses for your next uh, for your next research? Again, we are. Um, we might have a follow up study. We're still discussing it because we do observe substantial variation in this work in ER use. And uh, as I mentioned, some of that is not m because of uh, medical necessity. And it looks like it's driven and shaped by other non-medical factors, which are definitely of interest to us to explore more and in a more rigorous uh, fashion. So we might have a follow-up study where we um, have a more rigorous statistical analysis studying these differences in ER utilization across states. Well, the study is called Initial Medical Treatment at Emergency Department or Physician Office, Interstate Comparisons and Early COVID-19 Impact, a WCRI flash report. You can find it, uh, information about it at wcrinet.org. Uh, Dr. Fomenko, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yes, thank you. That wraps up episode 142 of EHS on Tap. You can find more information about the show and listen to on-demand episodes at ehsdailyadvisor.blr.com. You can subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join me next time.